Screenshot. Oh. Hashtag grease. I saw some meme about like it was like, honey, where are you? She's I'm at the dentist and she's getting her like mouth. Oh yeah, I saw that, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's enough to make you fucking commit murder. Oh man. Yeah, I I know you just don't want to think about that type of shit being a married man, you know. That type of shit will fuck your head right up. Do unto others as you would have done to yourself. So if you're gonna like beat someone else's missus, not saying that's gonna happen to you, but somewhere uh-huh. down the line you're gonna get some fuckery happen to you. Hey, I was out with a uh, a married woman the other day. Oh scandal. Scandalous Kalai is so scandalous. I didn't do nothing. Of course you didn't. I didn't do nothing. I'm just a uh I'm a good friend. So, you know, sometimes like when there's a relationship and there's problems and you need someone to talk to and you can't talk to your husband. I was that guy, innit? You was that and I was he like was that big shoulder to cry and that big dick to suck. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. A shoulder to cry on is a dick to lie on. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 22, Beer Rap and Banter. Cheers. Woo, you got to love that sound of popping one open. I am trying to, I'm going to kill myself. It is a very bright and sunny, cold Saturday afternoon. Is it still afternoon? Yeah, it is. We still got it in. Cheers, brother. Well, I ain't got nothing to cheers you with, man. Where's where's my, I thought you was going to pop a bottle for me, bro. You got your Disserano there. Yeah, but I wanted a bottle as well, man. You turned your nose up at my beer. No, I was... I've got Disserano, but I've got nothing to trace it down with, so I'm (laughs) going to drink it in a glass. That's exactly how you said it. Cheers. Cheers. You can drink that, and I'll open the bottle in a bit. All right, cheers. You know what? I will drink my Disserano on the rocks, Uh, so let's do this. Mm. Oh, this is tasty. Mm. So I'm drinking Firestone Pale 31. Uh, unfortunately, this wasn't episode 31, otherwise this would have fitted in perfectly. Firestone Pale 31 from California. A nice pale ale. And I do like a pale ale. Do you want to, do you want to sip? Yeah, I love a little sip of that, man. You sure? Go on, I don't yeah. mind. I can do a pale ale. I'm more into... Just don't put your lips on it. You have to sky, sky it. <laughs> sky it. <laughs> do you remember we used to sky, sky the drink and not yeah. put your lips on it? No, you can drink it. Because you don't, you don't want to give them the washback. I just don't know where your lips have been. Grease! Grease! While uh, Cal's looking at that, this is episode 22. We've gone with the... Uh, Kaka episode, no, not the shit episode. Kaka the footballer for AC Milan, number 22. Um, big thank you if you're listening. Um, first time listeners, regulars, those that are subscribing on iTunes, those that have subscribed on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, Player FM, all modes. We all really, of that. all of that, all of that. We really appreciate you listening. We really appreciate you sharing with others. Mm. I go by the name of English. I go by the name of Cal Sirius. And we have got another fun packed episode full of. Beer, rap, and banner. How you been, Cal? I've been all right, you know. I've been all right. I've just, I've been, um, just maintaining recently. I haven't done anything too exciting recently, man. How you been getting on, bro? Yeah, good. Since I saw you last night, we went to go see Black Panther film. What's your opinion? Uh, bearing in mind there are no spoilers for this, but if you haven't seen Black Panther by the time you're listening to this, then something is wrong with you. How can we <laughs> how can we talk about a movie without entering into spoiler territory? Um we can talk about right first of all I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um spoiler alert. I really enjoyed the film. Uh I felt there was a lot of hype behind the film. Yeah. If I'm honest, I think the hype the fact that it was like an all black cast, a black director was was warranted and was to be celebrated. Mm. Uh which is great and I love the cast. Uh was it Chadwick uh, Bosman, 
and Michael B. Jordan did incredibly well. Um, and I like the Daniel Kluwer uh, guy, the British guy that was in Get Out um, as sort of the, the baddie that joined up with him, with Michael B. Jordan. He, he did great. Um, I think the hype pushed the film further than what it actually was. Like, it was a very good film, but it didn't maybe blow me away as much as other films could have or would have. Um, not not the biggest Marvel fan. That's not because I don't like Marvel, but I'm just not sort of on the Marvel wave. I do. I don't mind them when they're on, but I won't sort of go out of my way. I know you're a bigger Marvel fan and that whole thing. Um, I thought the storyline was brilliant. I thought the dialogue was great. Needed more action scenes for me. Uh, needed a few more sort of like, <gasps> like wow, like sort of amazing CGI. You know, it it, it was good. It was very good. Uh, so yeah, that's what I thought initially. But maybe like a solid eight out of ten, maybe. Well, quite, eight and a half. Nine. Quite critical, even though you still liked it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I definitely recommend it. Um, would I go back and watch it again? Probably not, because I don't really watch films like twice. Uh, but I thought it was executed brilliantly, uh, and I thought they paid homage to like the original concept stuff quite well. And it was this, yeah, it was this good film and strong cast and good seeing so many uh, British actors as well. Not just not just like black actors and you know actors because you can't say actresses anymore, can you? Can't you? I don't know. Apparently not. I Why not? Was. I don't know. But it was this wicked. Um, who's the sister? Uh, was it what's her name? Shuri. Latita Wright. She was wicked. She was like the little scientist sister. But yeah, I enjoyed it. What did you think of it? Yeah, I thought it was dope, man. Before I get into Black Panther, I did just want to quickly touch on a couple of deep things that have happened recently. Um, get those out of the way. So there was the Oxfam uh, incident um, with like sort of abuse going on in, in Oxfam. And I honestly think that with Oxfam, it's a charitable organisation. I don't want people to call for boycotts and try and shut them down. What they need is reform. And they've recently uh, come out saying that they're going to try and change their ways. They're doing an independent inquiry into their employees. I'm sure they're going to start vetting their employees more. I mean, it's just crazy to have abuse going on. People that are charitable aid workers abusing the position that they're in we don't like to hear that and reform is definitely the way to go um the other thing that happened recently a bit of doom and gloom is uh with the school shooting in america something that happens quite a lot um happens but... happens in america more times than than anywhere else yeah, yeah, yeah. I You're did... going straight in with the doom and gloom. See, no, I went in I with just... the, I went in with the Black Panther hype. I maybe I miscued it, but yeah, go on. Speak nah, on the, yeah, speak I, on I, the floor yeah, of the I, shooting. I just wanted I the details here. To, just wanted to get it out of the way because yeah, we're gonna lighten up in a bit, and then we don't really want to bring the mood down. Uh, so energy. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Um, yeah, just uh, you know, obviously, uh, thoughts and prayers go out to all of those affected uh, with the shooting and stuff, and hopefully, you know, they can do some kind of a change in the states to stop. Stop whatever is going on in their environment They're that keeps gonna... regularly producing the type of people that want to go into a school and shoot someone. Because yeah. you don't hear that coming from anywhere else in the world. Well, so. the, N the NRA uh, are definitely not going to stop it. And th there's too much money and too much taxes that can be governed from it. And America's... You're like... talking about gun control. Yeah. And they just, they feel they have the right to bear arms. So they're not going to stop it. They're not going to control it. My point is, I don't think it's about guns. I think it's about an environment that creates a certain type of mentality, a certain type of person. Because if they didn't have a gun, they could just go and pick up a knife and they'd still go and try and harm people. Mm, I see what you're saying to some degree, but the fact that they have guns so readily available mm. and easily accessible, then it is about guns. So they have these type of people all over the world. There are people with, you know, with issues 
who are psychotic or depressed and they, they'll either take it out on other people, okay, maybe using a knife or a weapon or violence mm. or themselves. The fact in America you can go to Walmart or get guns with no real check and you can just pick up a strap and just go anywhere and just, you know, just go... Rap, let off the straight. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, is a is a big issue. So I think that is that is the main concern. Um, and then you can, you know, then you start looking at people's... Uh, feelings and emotions because you think the population of what America is like 300 mil plus a lot of people over yeah, there yeah come on so you're going to get fucked up people over there yeah look some at, nice some look, bad look at China like China population of a billion do they have as many issues with the gun no exactly look at um, we have issues with knife crime there's a major epidemic with youngers young uh, young men especially young black men stabbing themselves if they had access to guns it would be mad bruv so well, some people do have access to guns, don't they? And it yeah, is a they bit do. Mad. But yeah, 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 yeah. But <laughs> just, I just just because something is made illegal, it doesn't mean people won't still get their hands on it. But it's harder to. It, yeah, it, yeah, it definitely helps. It's harder to. But I tell you one thing about uh, Mad Guns, though. In Black Panther, the villain. Wow, that's definitely spoiler alert territory. There. I like what you've done there. Talk on it. Talk on wow. it. Wow. Hey, hey, I was impressed with the villains in uh, Black Panther. I feel like. Man, I'm a little bit of a Marvel fan, and uh, in some of the bit. Marvel fans, are, yeah, a little bit, because I don't know it all inside out. I'm not like super geeked out, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm I'm into it, and like some of the villains I've seen in the past, like they haven't been as evil as what I thought the guys were in Black Panther. So I was feeling them both, um, and uh, yeah, I thought, I thought the storyline was really cool. Um, yeah, Claw and uh, Killmonger. I thought the storyline was really cool. Um, I'm happy that uh, it was like a black director yeah. that put it together because I felt like he enabled to give you the black experience better than what maybe someone else or someone from another uh, ethnic group would have been able to do. Um, and, you know, to a point where like, there was things like where uh, I think when we went, we went to the cinema in Wolverhampton, Wolverhampton Empire. It was a really nice turnout on the day. It was packed. It was rammed. It was, it was like, it was a, amazing. when we got there, it was like, a, I'd never seen it that busy. Uh, for a film that had been out, I haven't seen it that busy either. Has it been out a week? It came out on Tuesday. Oh, okay, so and Friday night is prime so we saw it Friday night. So yeah. Friday night, Saturday night, prime time. Yeah. So and we went for a prime time viewing at yeah. around eight, and there was a queue. And what was nice to see that there were so many families, mm. and it is an inspirational film. I think it was rated twelve or something, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, because I was a bit disappointed. Yeah, twelve because there were some scenes of like. People getting their necks chopped, and I was expecting to see some blood and gore. And you ain't gonna see that in no a, way, in a Disney film. movie. But it was good to see, <laughs> good to see so many young families, and then like also like young, young like black boys and black girls going. Mm. Even though the film's inspirational to all people, you could see it how this is like a monumental film that down the line, twenty years down the line, who the kids who have watched it went would be like, yeah, I am a scientist or I'm an engineer because of that little girl in the film or because of so-and-so engineer. Oh, you think that. it's going to have that kind of ripple effect? 100%, 100%. Oh, that's deep. I, um, so do you think this is as powerful be... to black people as maybe Obama becoming president was? Um, On that level of, I've never seen anything like this before. I would and say now maybe, I believe that I I would say be. globally bigger because Obama... Wow. Because I would say Obama... You heard it here first. Black Panther is bigger than Obama. Because <laughs> I... <laughs> right, Obama, he was... He's half black, half white, but America's first black president. But obviously, he had he passed a lot of laws and did a lot of shady shit. You know, there's supposed to be another black president, but nobody ever talks about him. 
<laughs> Shout out to that guy, the actual first black president that nobody ever but talks Ab- about. Obama did a lot of shit, and he and he although he, he did help people with Obamacare and other things like um, allowing uh, illegal immigrants' children to stay. He also deported more immigrants than any other president. He also dropped more bombs over a period of eight years. You know, he was a bit of a warmonger himself, mm. and I think that was sugarcoated the fact that he was quote you know black. So oh, I mean, he was just as much of a cunt as all the rest. Yeah, of exactly. The so in terms of in terms of are. yeah, so in terms of you saying did it have an effect, a greater effect than Obama becoming president? I would say yeah, because around the world, kids, mm. white and black, will watch this film and feel inspired. But more so, black boys and girls will watch it and be like, I want to be a costume designer. I want to do CGI. I want to do. Um, I, I want to be an actor. I want to be a scientist. I want to do this. Mm. And then these films. Because we all watch films growing up, and listeners, I know you watched a film and you'd be like, oh, I want to I want to do that when I grow up. I want to be that. I can identify with that person. Well, we're all listening to the podcast like, I want to be a podcaster when I grow up. <laughs> Down the line. So I think <laughs> I think this film will inspire... Like, if you took your nephews... Yeah. Um, that will inspire them regardless, I'd like to think. Especially because a lot of the shit that they're seeing now, media-wise, is this promoting drugs promoting gang gang mm. gang shit like a whole lot of gang shit it's promoting crime it's promoting fuckery so it's nice to see a positive film like this um that is portraying africa because it portrayed uh what's it called wakanda 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 in a positive light uh this fictional african yeah. country yeah uh, that had all these resources uh so it's not portraying them in a negative light and even when they tried to do negative at the end, they flipped it and they overcome. And so, yeah. One thing I thought was negative was um, there was a couple of shots at white people from one or two characters, and um, and and that that's colonizer. one thing. Yeah, uh, yeah like yeah, oh, don't laughs. don't creep up on me like that, colonizer. Like and and you know, and everyone in the cinema was cracking up laughing. I was just like, this is a bit cringe. I don't really like that. But you know, when I spoke to the boys outside. After one of them, one of them was saying, "Was you just don't like it because they kept it too real?" And mm. I thought, "Wow!" In reflection, in fairness, there are some people that feel like that. And oh, like talk in the museum, like the beginning of the museum scene as well, where um, Michael B. Jordan was like, "How do you think your people?" Uh, when he's talking about the weapon and the masters, how do you think your people took it? You know, when he yeah, yeah. so little shots. So like that. it's like, and I and I feel like I gotta give props to the director for that because. It, 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 there are people that talk like that and feel like that and he's reflected the realness in the movie yeah, and no, maybe if there play. was a white director that type of shit would have got cut out yeah no I enjoyed it I enjoyed it it was a good mm. film uh, and I'm sure listeners you you enjoyed it as well what we also enjoyed was the music um, not only the score which had a you know the, the music in the background of the film which had you know some real strong African drums and then some hip hop beats but the soundtrack now Cal I know you're a big fan as am I of TDE Top Dog Entertainment, Kendrick Lamar. Just, just talk about the soundtrack, your your views on it. Because I was um, a few records I thought were hit and miss. I really like the Scissor and Kendrick Lamar records. Yeah, I mean, TDE is literally my favourite label. I love mostly everything that they do. So I, I was hotly anticipating this soundtrack. And to be honest, I was a bit disappointed, man. But maybe that was just all in my mind. Um, I revisited it later and I thought, you know, it's not as whack as I first thought it was. And... Um, there's definitely some bangers on there, like the one that I'm pretty 
pretty much the lead single, the one with Kendrick and Scissor on it. Yeah, I was disappointed with the one with Future on it. I thought that was a banger, actually. I thought that was like a club banger. Like, it was just that ignorant type of club type of ish. Put it in the whip, turn the bass up. Yeah. Love it. It's interesting to say ignorant. So you got like a strong film like Black Panther. And they got the mix of TD, yeah. do have consciousness and ignorance. But shit. during the film, there is there is a mix of ignorance. Like, there's different characters. Like, there's that, there's them gorilla silverback runners. <laughs> like, yo, who, 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 who. You know what I mean? <laughs> with the straight ignorant type of challenging yeah. the king type of mentality. And then there's obviously the more noble, um, more royal, uh, regal type characters as well. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? I think the soundtrack reflects the movie, reflects the characters and the personalities. And um, yeah, there was one track where they actually had an African artist singing on it. I thought that was amazing. Mm. That was a great song. Um, the rest of it, to be honest, I was more impressed by some of the other releases that have come out yeah. recently, like um, with Dave East's P2 album. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Wow, I thought that was an absolute banger. Like Dave East's uh, Kyrie Channel, I thought that album was sick. And um, one thing that impressed me was he had a track on there called Keisha, where it was like a storytelling kind of track talking about this girl Keisha that done him dirty. Keisha makes a return appearance on P2. I don't want to give a spoiler, but Keisha's back. Little trifling little chick. Yeah, bit, uh, <laughs> so watch out for that with track. Dave with Dave East, like the P2, because we were talking about this. Um, I think he's a great storyteller. I think he's best when he's, when he's telling stories. He's nice with that. And he's got the whole sort of, he's got that down to an art. Um, the records that stood out for me was definitely what made me. Where he's paying homage to all the all the rap that inspired him growing up and mm. made him do what he wanted to that do. That was amazing. Uh, talk to Big. He's talking to Big. Cold. Biggie. I like Prosper as well. Yeah. Uh, Very Co- introspective record there. I really liked Thank You and I like... Thank Co- You was amazing. That that sounds like... Um, Corey. I like Corey as well. I think Thank You sounds like the one that has the potential to be like a really big kind of commercial hit for it. Mm. Um, it's got a very feel-good kind of factor to it. Yeah. Um, this album did. It sounded a lot more um, well-rounded yeah. and it had some good solid like radio and sort of not mainstream records but records that weren't just underground. Could, I could say mainstream like uh, the one with Tory lanes as well like yeah. that, the, the hook on that was well different man and um i feel like that's got potential to be a mainstream hit yeah no i definitely liked it um not the biggest davies fan in the past not that i didn't mm. like him but he's up no you know. I brought, well the whole project i thought was dope like the storytelling like the one the Corey track where he talks about his friend who was um like he was tight with back in the day and then he started blowing up in rap and his friends started becoming jealous of him yeah and then he had the the little uh the voice note kind of conversations that they were having at the end of the track is that was amazing. That's a really personal mm. record. Um, you know, and then you've got like uh, the features on there. The features are great. TI is good on there. Lloyd Banks is good on there. Um, I, I like it, man. Shout yeah. out to Dave East, man. He keeps making good music. That's it. Talking about someone else who uh, shows black excellence and keeps making good music and had a handful of, uh, guest appearances uh, man like Nipsey Hussle Nipsey I don't know about Black Excellence though what do you mean he, I, he I kinda, epitomises Black Excellence I hate what he does. Black Excellence what the term yeah why because everyone because should be excellent to me Black Excellence seems like this is going to be sound controversial but it's just my opinion isn't it? to me Black Excellence sounds like black people that look black but are actually trying to be white it's not I don't find it to be connected to actual black culture someone like Nipsey Hussle I don't find represents what 
the image of black excellence is black excellence is like the Huxtables, like people in suits living a middle class kind of lifestyle. Is it not? People is it like Nipsey Hustle that have just come from the dirt and they grind with the way up, they've got tattoos on their face, they're, they're on the streets, they're on the roads. That's not black excellence. That's just like a black dude that came from the hood. He's that doing excellent things. That made it and he's doing really well for himself. So he's doing an excellent thing. He's setting up businesses in his area, he's putting he people on, he is. he's creating job opportunities. He is. So is that not black? Isn't that is that not excellent? The thing is, those suit wearing type of black people will still look down on the Nipsey Hustle. But isn't the term owner is down to that sort of? I can see what you're saying, um, and I think it was coined from the Puffy Queen. It. I don't know where the, t- the term came from, but I got nothing but love for Nipsey Hustle. Yeah. I really rate what he's doing with the whole Crenshaw businesses, and um, you know. Just like, I feel like he's a shining example of what you should do because he's put on so many people, he's employed people. Yeah, he's got a great uh, great Man. store that, um, where he's from in LA where you can basically, whenever you buy products like t-shirts, hats, jumpers, whatever, you can scan it on your phone and then it provides digital content to your phone. So like video footage, uh, information, um, or, you know, uh, entry into future events and you can go around the room and scan artwork and scan pictures and from your phone and that that takes you on a journey while you're shopping so he's he's really big on that and he's a big big on bitcoins and and buying up the block and buying up his area and improving himself um moving along with the with the music there's been a lot of music we've really really got a shout out the enemy and brit awards that have been uh celebrating the music over this side of the pond um We've had our Brit Awards uh, breakthrough act nominees with Jay Huss, Lil Kana, and Dave. Man, like Dave. Before uh, we go into that, I did want to quickly touch on Drake's God Plan video. As I was well. going to come back to that. But... Oh, okay, I was going to say because we we talked about you know the positive the positivity in the Nipsey Hustle kind of movements. That yeah, and I'm going to speak on the Drake because um, the because the God's Plan video is interesting in the fact that he he goes around just giving money away. Mm. Um, to you know, to people with disabilities, to schools, uh, to people who are going to university, to families, um, and he buys people shopping. I'm sure you heard about this in the news, listeners. He he went into like a local grocery store, little supermarket, and he offered to buy everyone's food. And he filmed it and he put it in his video. Now a lot of people are going, "Oh, this is great!" and "Oh, we love Drake!" and it brought a tear to my eye. But some people are questioning it, like, ain't the sort of like an ulterior motive of, of doing these acts of kindness should you be promoting these acts of kindness for self-gratification and I mean, doing it for yourself there's a lot of celebrities that do acts of kindness and they don't tell anyone about it like it's not a pr publicity stunt and you know and maybe people might feel you know if you're going to do something nice you don't have to scream and shout about it but people do show the negative ignorance side in their music all day every day you know it's all right for a man to be in a club with the strippers and the hoes and with the drug dealers and the gangsters and all of that but as soon as man tries to show that he's doing charitable works and he's helping people, there was like a, a disabled person. He was giving them money and helping them out, donating to schools and stuff like this. Then, it, you know, people have got something negative to say about that. So it's like what you can't win. Honestly, I feel like it's nothing but a good thing. Shout out to Drake for that. And hopefully, because he's an influential person, hopefully other people see what he's done and they start thinking, you know what? I'm going to give to charity and I'm going to do a video about that too. So you're saying all these rappers that are giving money to strippers, they're not helping them through university and paying their bills. (laughs) You you can pay a stripper's tuition fee. Yeah, for real. But then you could also help a disabled child or, uh, you know, 
donate to a school. Now, I hear what you're saying. No, no, listen, it's a great video. It's a great record, first and foremost. Uh, I need to see the other version of the video that you're telling me. Oh, about. the other version? The Grease version? That's what I'm saying. So it's wow. Ying to the Yang. How can the other video go in around? It was actually like a short film as well. So there was, was. Like, there was like a movie at the start of it. And then at the, basically, the movie's like Tyra Banks stars in the video. Oof. Old and school. so it's like Drake and Tyra Banks are like a couple when they're having dinner. And he does one of those things you can relate to where he goes to the toilet and then he forgets his phone. He's patting himself down like, oh, shit. And he goes back to the table. She's playing with his phone. She puts the phone back and then she starts arguing with him about what's going on in uh, his phone. I swear that's another video. That's God's Plan. It's like a God's Plan featuring uh, another artist. Okay. Um, and it's like a remix on the, the God's Plan single. Okay, okay. Um, and then afterwards, yeah, it gets greasy because he's like, man, I ain't got a missus no more, so... Of course, of course, of course. Right. Um, yeah, right. We talk, We spoke about American music. Usually with beer, rap and banter, listeners, you know we come with a banter and we just kind of keep it flowing. Mm. We realised in recent episodes we, not neglected, but we didn't spend as much time talking about our love, which is rap, hip-hop, culture. That's why we're going in with the music. So much quality albums, so much quality music. Um, like I said, big shout-out to Enemy that identified... Um, the UK, you know, we got best album uh, came from Jay Huss. You know, he's been cleaning up. I know he won best album and also most innovative act. Innovation award goes to Boy Better Know. Yeah, I'm so, shout out to the Enemy Awards. They've got that weird looking award. It's like a finger, middle finger up. I kind of feel like that's a fuck you to the industry. Like, it is, why it else is. would and it's they got have a little that? bracelet as well? <laughs> And then they're putting on some dope artists like they've got a Godlike Genius Award. That's gone to Liam Gallagher. No, I don't know about that. Well, he's done a lot, man. Wonderwall. Come on, bruv. And Skepta, Skepta um, gave him his award. Which is kind of interesting. So maybe he's uh, being seen as the next uh, Godlike Genius, maybe. Uh, you the know, next Liam Gallagher. Jay Huss with the best album. That's a dope look. Best new artist uh, was Steph, Steph London. Steph London, Loyal Karna wins Best British Solo Artist. That's what I'm saying, we're cleaning up. UK. Rap music is popping. Best mixtape, Avelino. No, no bullshit. bullshit. Listen, Ave Best mixtape is an actual thing. Yeah. Best mixtape, Enemy Music Awards. Nah, big up the Enemy um, for still trying to be relevant and because uh, at one point it was it was it was the, the thing, the nineties. Yeah. Enemy was the be all and end all. It was like the music bible. It sort of fell away a bit, but it's good to see them yeah. sort of staying current like that. No, um, no one's buying um, print anymore. So they've digital. had to cut down with their latest issues. It's like half the size it used to be. It's yeah. full of ads. It's really sad to see the print media degrading like this. Yeah. But shout out to Enemy. Shout They're out still to trying Enemy, to do yeah. their thing. Um, talking to Skepta, talking to Steph London. Um, we've got to talk on a new video, uh, My Dingaling. Um, Cal, what's your opinions? We watched the video today. Um, like, why, why is she doing a tune about my dingling? <laughs> I don't know if it's about. Why did you send her? A, <laughs> did you send her a picture? Did you send her Grease. a dick? Did you send her a dick pic? <laughs> did a whole tune about it. <laughs> it's the most amazing dick pic I've ever had. I just feel so inspired. <laughs> inspired to write a whole album about dingling. Um, <laughs> yes, Steph London is back, and she teams up with one of our favorite artists, Skepta, Grease. for my dingling. Uh, a record, obviously, about a cock. Someone's cock, must be. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's got, like, that old sample on it. Uh, my ding-a-ling, my ding-a-ling, I want you to play with my ding-a-ling. But they flipped it. 
the visuals are the visuals are amazing. She goes in hard. Skep obviously represents, and it's another banger from from London's very own. Yeah, so Steph, and Steph is looking super sexy in that video. Right in the why. Goodness gracious me. Riding the, the, the shadism uh, she, she has uh, wave uh, plenty of fruit and vegetables, plenty of melons on display. <laughs> uh, it was very mouth-watering. It was good. It was good. Um, keeping it in London, keeping it this side of... Oh, this is an interesting thing that came up on Twitter, Cal. Someone was tweeting, where would be the capital of London? If London had a capital, north, south, east, west, where would it be? Now, I know what you're going to say, and I know what I'm going to say, and we all know what the true answer is. If London had a capital, where would it be? Stratford. No, not mean a city, like not a part of it, but north, south, east or west. It would be... Literally east. Yeah, of course it would be east. All the dopest shit happens in the east. Thank you, thank you. I just wanted to put that to bed. We're the beast from the east, capiche? So, yeah, big up north London, south London, west London, northwest, but when it comes to these things, you know, east London... Come on, and you got to remember that Shoreditch is a part of east London as well, and everyone's going out in Shoreditch. It's very trendy, very cool Not just that, but yeah, listen, maybe it's because I'm a Londoner. Hey, hey. Maybe it's... I don't know. But I love London <laughs> town. Nike, big up Nike. Nike advert, nothing beats a Londoner. You can go all over the world, Cal. You and I have been all over the world. And whenever we say we're from London, people show us so much love and appreciation. It is the place to be. It is. It is the place to go. I feel fortunate to be a Londoner. We really, really like the new Nike advert, uh, which has a number of uh, British athletes, London athletes, and... Uh, musicians, mainly sort of rappers and grandmites. Everything's dope in London. It is. We got everything, everything, everything. Yeah, just not the weather sometimes. Or oh, the weather's a bit mad. Like when it's when it's hot and it's and it's nice, it's lovely, but the weather can be a bit of a bit of a shaggers. But um, the cameos come thick and fast with people like Giggs, which is in a chicken shop. Uh, Skepta, Harry Kane, Mo Farah, Dina Asher Smith. Um, nothing beats a Londoner is, is this new campaign leading up to sort of the World Cup, leading up to the uh, Olymp- uh, not Olympics, the athletics. This is coming up in the summer. Um, yeah, man, it just made me proud, man, to be a Londoner. I don't know what you thought, Cal. I just thought it was dope, man. Yeah, it was nice seeing the cameos. Um, it was nice seeing the little bants that they've got in there, like uh, where there's a bit where they talk about Peckham. Um, oh, I have to run through Peckham at night, and then Giggs is like, in "What's wrong with Peckham?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, in the morning. Like, I see well. someone with a Morley's chain. <laughs> <laughs> Grease. What is it with Morley's and South Man? They love it. It's, it's, like, it's a... like a South London exclusive uh, chicken shop. But it's just a chicken shop. So if you're not from London, you probably wouldn't know what they're talking about like, with Morley's. Like, but they put it in the Nike advert. That's what was really. But dope. it's just more iconic than anything. Because is it as good as a? Uh, uh, chicken in Tottenham is it as good as a Western Fried is it as good as a Chicken Cottage these are all chicken shops just because it's more I mean Chicken, co- chicken Cottage is a bit more bougie like there's a Chicken Cottage in Central what can you, you know be bougie I mean? can you have a chicken yeah. shop that's bougie caviar that Chicken Cottage is the bougie chicken shop like it's going to cost you like five or six quid for a chicken meal Excuse me, we need, we need the chicken connoisseur guy you know to be I mean? like to, to, to rate the sort of bougie of the chicken shops you, know, you never know he might have done Chicken Cottage and I, I bet know, I bet you the flavour will be lacking because they don't have the best chicken at all. It's more about the seasoning. All the chicken's the same, pretty much. It's all about the seasoning and how they fry it and everything, I'd say. It's all about eat, making food at home, man. That's what it's about. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I had some homemade soup that Andrew made. I brought it here. Yeah, yeah you know what? It was really nice to sample your wife's cuisine. It was just a soup, but yeah. Yeah, man. I it's all good. Big up. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it to, uh, to cook for you. Yeah, um, I'm going to throw up in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I tasted your cooking. 
<laughs> Harmony Yoko play, kids, man. Right. Hey. Shout out, shout out to Andrea. That was actually a really nice uh, bit of lunch I had today. That's it. Um, speaking of food, we've got an upcoming interview now with Nash from Munch Club TV. Uh, a great, uh, great guy, great personality, incredibly talented chef. Um, Very talented. Yeah. Um, and with all the details in the interview, uh, check it out. What's going on, viewers? What's going on, listeners? What's going on, subscribers? It's Beer Rap and Banner. It's your boy English. And your boy Cal Sirius. And today, we've got another interview for you with our boy... Nashi, much on TV. Aye. Come on, Jay. What's going on, man? It's good. It's always like a bit weird. Hey, Introducing uh, I suppose a food content creator. So I have a YouTube channel where essentially uh, I do what these guys do. I get like guests on, and we cook up together, and we talk, and it could be anything. I've had you know, I've had in between you models, artists, grime MCs. I just try and get everyone or anyone that I think is is dope, and and we cook up with them basically. And then yeah, do like lots of food on Twitter, talk a lot about grime. That's, that's it. it. Pretty much it. That's Cook, it. Cooking and grime. Cooking and grime. Yeah, we've been watching the videos, and I'm sure if you if you're watching this now or listening, you checked it out. It's Munch Club TV on YouTube. Um, just tell us sort of a bit more about how you got started with this whole thing, and what yeah. what made you want to pursue a career in cooking. Yeah, I mean, obviously you've got a passion for cooking, yeah, and that comes across. But you know, where where did it all start from, and who inspired you? I suppose like it's it's mad. I suppose like my dad used to. Uh, my dad used to cook every Sunday uh, at the house, and essentially what he'd do, my dad, long story short, he came over to this country when he was 16, and then at a young age, he got with a, a girl from China, and they were going to get married, and then the, their parents were like, no, you can't get married to a black guy, so then he was like, um, but luckily what he took away from that was like loads of like a passion for like Asian cooking, so like every Sunday, He'd be whipping up these amazing, like, Asian dishes, noodles, soups, all of that. And that was our Sunday dinner, like, every Sunday. Nice. So I remember as a kid, this is how I met my dad's a savage. He used to just palm me off. Did you just call your pops a savage? He's savage. <laughs> I mean, we won't get into it, but, you know. It's all coming out. It's therapy. This is therapy. So, but he, um, I used to always just take interest. One of my earliest memories are, we used to have this, I'll never forget it, this white Dunex paint thing which we never opened and I used to stand on that and I used to just try and stir things and he'd be like yeah you well, come and come and cook chef and then he'd go out and just have a fag but then, uh, for me I was like yeah I'm cooking and <laughs> I used to get into it from there so yeah it just kind of went from there and as you get older you know I went to uni and it was you know it's a great way to just survive to raise what, what kind of age was it when you first started throwing down getting the uh, getting early, early doors like six seven like, wow. like early, That's early good. doors. Like, it, I think it, it's crazy because he wouldn't have explicitly thought that he was putting that kind of passion into me. But yeah, it's just from then I've just always loved cooking. I love food. So yeah, just gone from there. Your uni uh, housemates must have loved you then in, in your dorms. You were cooking properly and they're still doing the beans yeah, on toast and uh, of course, of course. scrambled egg in the microwave oh, and stuff. And first day, someone burnt soup noodles. 
Oh, how are you going to burn super noodles? They didn't, they didn't know how to cook super noodles, so they, uh, they just put the sachet in. Did you live in all the noodles? Like all the residents? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you know your kitchens were grimy. Yeah, I mean, I contributed to that. Can't lie. <laughs> it's, it's, a part, it's a part of growing yeah, up. Yeah, doing like now, no, not now. Actually, even though no, I am a messy cook, though, but you do learn. But no, for sure, like, um, it's, um, yeah, you know, when you're going through uni and you need to learn to cook, and yeah. it's a good way to get girls round. Yeah. So, Have you got a. Uh, a nice little meal for the students out there, something that they can make oh, in their dorms. 100%, man. Like, let's say, I'll say to all students, there's there's three things you've got to learn how to cook. And I say, learn how to cook one pasta dish, learn how to cook a simple arabiata, like a tomato and basil, tomato and herb pasta dish, and then you can pin that out to do whatever you want. Learn how to cook noodles, like a stir fry, simple ginger Check. garlic, Check. and then learn how to cook your favourite meal. So that, Whenever you're having a bad day, you've always, you can have like a little win at the end of the day. So how do you, that's really interesting to say, so how do you find that in terms of, for anyone who, who likes cooking or would like to cook, but then they sort of live on their own, the yeah, bachelors yeah. Or, 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 you know, uh, female listeners and viewers who, who live on their own, but they can't, they don't want to have to throw down a big meal, Yeah, yeah. a big meal that could prepare 40 minutes hour and yeah. you'd only eat in 10, 15 minutes. So yeah. sort of what would, your, what would your words of advice be in terms of, don't be afraid just to, just to throw down a freestyle. Oh, or... man. I'd say, especially when you're on your own, because I lived on my own as well, and it's very easy to get into like, takeaways or ready meals. And, you know, but I think when you eat something good, it's good for your like soul as well. Mm. It's not just like, you know, how it tastes. You know, you've got this sense of achievement. You've got you know, a lovely more. And my tip is cook loads. Cook loads. So basically cook a big spaghetti bolognese, for example. Cook a load of it, put it in the Tupperware box, put it in the fridge, put it in the freezer. So for them days where you can't be bothered to cook, mm. you've still got a healthy meal that you can just bang in the mm. microwave in three, four minutes, done. That's the trick. Okay, are you taking notes <laughs> now, yeah? I like the way things, man. Can't go wrong with a bit of spag bowl, can you? No, I, lo- I love spag bowl. I love spag bowl. Um, and yeah, this meals are like that. big one-pot batch meals. Get them, in a, get them in a Tupperware box, put them away. Uh, so that when you do feel like cooking, yeah, get some fancy, cook something up. But when you don't, you know, you're not getting an unhealthy meal. You've still got a really tasty meal that you've made yourself. Mm. And uh, that, that's what I'd recommend. Okay, okay. Where's, where's the wise? We're dropping knowledge on the beer wrap and banner. So you touched on um, some of the, like, sort of main dishes to sort of master. Yeah. Um, top three selected is a, is a strong theme of our <laughs> podcast. What would you say uh, would be your sort of top three selected cuisines or your yes. top three selected things to eat, whether it be uh, sort of uh, Orient, Asian, yeah. Asian or sort of um, curries, Indian yeah. curries or West Indian or what would, what would be your free? Not, not in any order, not in any order. No, okay. And it could be takeaway, it yeah. could be style, it could be you cooking, going to a restaurant, like top three selected. I'm going to say, okay, so for me, like, I, it's only, and this is only for me, this is not a definitive list because no. I know people get passionate yeah. about this. You can't, you can't, listen, top three selected in anything, yeah. you can't overthink it. Because no, no, sure. you've got to go with your gut instinct. You've got to go with bang, bang, bang. Okay, so I'm going to go with Italian because... You really said spagbol, so yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Italian because it's like I, I love... And it, again, it was that poverty, eating like pasta got me through a lot of poverty times. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, pasta was the original stuck with me bay. Cheerful. Cheerful, cheerful. Oh, my God. Amazing. Uh, pasta. And, like, literally, my, so my missus bought me, we went to Rome, 
I went to like Italy three times like last year. Nice, nice. Went to Rome. Literally, I got back last week. The missus got me for a Christmas present a one-to-one pasta making lesson. You know, okay. With a, with a chef in Italy, and it was. Come like as as he's as well, Larry and I'm good. Good. I'm good. Hello. 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 Please, and they actually like oh, they're just like oh, hello. And then they just start talking, and I was just like, gas, like, oh my god. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so uh, Italian, uh, and then I'd say Asian because you know, we discussed before. I'm probably saying like my comfort food. Whenever I'm sad, whenever I'm unhappy, I'll either cook or order noodles from the takeaway. And if I ever go into like a food venture, like a physical food thing, it would be like a noodle, uh, like a noodle spot. So just loads mm. of different types of noodles. You could basically choose your noodles. Choose your meats, choose your sauces, and you just have it like worked out quickly. Um, so yeah, noodles, and then I've got to say like West African food. I'd probably say is up there for me. Um, we I'm from Zimbabwe, which is like Southern Africa, pretty basic food, but not basic. Oh, they got nice food. They got nice, no, it's, it's like meat and rice. Yeah, 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 it's nice, but like then you get like jollof rice and hey, hey, West African food, you know, it's on fire. It's like honestly, my my uncle married a, uh, um, a woman from Cameroon. My auntie's from Cameroon, mm. and I swear down, it just changed the game. Like, yeah, right? you know, we she started being all this like like goosey and and, and like the, the way they do like that spinach. Oh my god! Mm. Oh, wait, honestly, yeah. And it, honestly, every man in our family just since then, yeah. West African food, that's the, that's the one. So for me... Well, you say West African women, this is... Well, I mean, I... Nah, obviously. No, 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 She might be. Well, West African food bangs, yeah? Yeah, and then, I, like, I'd have to say that as well, like, West Indian Caribbean, like, as an honorary mention, but they got to sort out the takeaways. I've got a question for you. Oh, that's an interesting thing, though, go on. I've got a question for you as a chef. Yeah. And as a chef that likes West African cuisine, Yeah. which country has the that's best job? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great camera moment right there. Shout out to the team, it didn't work That's a lips for team, it's a lips in team. You know we're out here, quick one cover in the man's first. No, um, no, you're not. Um, no, I'm not. So, <laughs> so, so, <laughs> try January, yeah, man's yeah, lit, yeah, yeah. man's lit with a war. So yeah, so to, just to repeat again, yeah, um, as, as a chef and as somebody who likes West African cuisine, which country has the best jollof? We need an art here. Oh, me personally, I like to think Ghanaians have the best jollof. Biased. I, it's I, good. I think it's between Ghana and Gambia, personally. Personally, and, I, and, I, and, and the reason I said, look, Nigerians, you gotta, you got ease off the chili in the jollof, but I'm like, I'm not trying to have my head blown off. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, it's facts. Like, okay, but that's taste. Mm. But um, but no, I think I to be fair, I've had it from you know a few countries. Mm. Not as in a bit, I've had people from that respective country. But I think at the end of the day, jollof is one of those things where it's like every, even within Ghana and within. Nigeria, there's going to be variations from person to person to person, you know. Um, I think what the best, what the great thing is, is that as you know, in I, I predict in you know one year, two years time maximum, it's already happening. West African food is going to be the new Mexican food. It's going to be the new, oh, yeah. the new fad food. It, it's coming that way, and it's it's going to be an amazing thing. We've already got people like so he's going to going to kitchen. Doing a lot, and um, you've got um, uh, eight oh seven. You know, um, um, John Boyega took um, 
the guy from Star Wars, the other guy, um, the old guy, I can't remember now, but it took people from Star Wars. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford, yes, thank you. Took Harrison Ford to 8 or 7 and they had a goosey and done off and it's like, you know, that All it takes is for one person to yeah, sort yeah. of... and they got a lot of press from that, you know what I mean? They've got two places and like, you know... For me, I, I see it. It's it's definitely like it's gonna be the new future, and nice. that's the best thing is that we're gonna share it with everyone. It's not gonna be like oh. dope, man. It sounds like you've got the heads up on all the nice places, so hopefully you can. Yeah, yeah, that's, right. that's, that's it. That's it. We're going. We're going. Um, I'm on it. <laughs> when you uh, so when you're cooking in the kitchen, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> when you're cooking in the kitchen, what do you what do you love listening to? Um, G R I N E. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, kids. I'm, I'm literally like, I'm, uh, man, I love, yeah, grime. To be fair, like, it's, it'll be like 80% grime, 10% like noughties hip hop. Golden era. Like, yeah. Just outside the golden era. I know it's debate who. Yeah, for me it's. I know it's the 2000s, isn't it? Yeah. So. For me, it's, yeah, for me, because that's what, basically it's what I grew up with. So it's like, I grew up with like Rockefeller, Dipset. Like, they were, like, heroes to me, like... I talk about that Dipset album. That Dipset movement got a lot of people through uni. Man, like, yeah, for me, it's, like, a big, big... I, like, I saw Cameron and Jarrell. Jarrell was, like, my guy. He was, like, this short, and he was, like, sick and cocky, and I was, like, oh, I would be Jarrell. I was, like, oh, I would like, so, you, you cook with a bandana, with like, you? I've got a bandana cut. <laughs> like, triple XL. All white teeth. Oh, man, <laughs> honestly. Um, so, yeah, but... And then it'll be like, yeah, and then sometimes like this, yeah, disco and house. But yeah, grime is, yeah, grime is like, it means a lot to me. Would you say it went on to, uh, good, it, yeah, it means a lot to us, it means a lot, you know, to, to people listening. Um, would you say that there's a definitive grime, golden era yet in grime? Do you think it's been reached yet? So people talk about the golden era of hip-hop, like you just said, like the noughties, we would say sort of mid, we'd say like 90. 94 to 98 maybe for us yeah. uh, people would say sort of early 2000s our oldest might say 86 you know with Kane and yeah. um, Rakim and all that but would you say there, there was a there has been a definitive golden era of grime because I know you were talking about Channel U yeah, uh, and yeah, AK and whatnot but would you say there's an era it might not have even happened yet um, I, I, I think when people look back on it I think we'll look at 2015 to 17 as as the as the golden era. So when it when it when it took yeah, that next thing. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Like, I, if I had, if I was talking with my heart, I'd say Channel U. I'd say that that period of you know Boy Better Know, Home Sweet Home. That peak Channel U era of and it's not just like what Channel U was in terms of output, but what it meant to a lot of people in distributing grime nationwide. Yeah. Mm. So that was outside yeah. of... Outside of London. Outside Look, of London. I grew up in St. Albans, and I, you know, this is just outside of London. I couldn't hear Deja. I couldn't hear Choice. I couldn't get rinse on the radio. There's a really good, um, you know, if you read This Is Grime, there's a good Channel 4 documentary as well. Yeah. Where Kano's like, no one knew what I looked like. And then, you know, and then Channel U comes around, P's and Q's comes out, all of a sudden, he's like a, like a heartthrob. And he's best Yeah. I think that's his best one. I think that's top three grime albums of all time. I think it's... 
Best. Well, while we're here, top three selected grime albums. You already said Home Sweet Home. Oh, albums. Top three selected grime albums uh, are easily um, Home, Home Sweet Home, Boy in the Corner, Made It Matter. Boom. Oh, Kangaroo like, Tune. I just like. I Interesting. Just, I, I just like, and I, I and I will scream that until the day that I die. Do you agree? I don't even know. What well, 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 was Jake's the professional? <laughs> I'm not used to this many cameras and lights, but yeah, do you oh, agree? It's active, but out here, like, like man says, yeah, I, I don't, I mean, I don't, I like Boy in the Corner, but I don't rate it as so many people bred that album. No, no, I, and, I, and, I get, and I get that. Yeah, and I, I get that. because, um, you know, some of the flop that flow, what it, came, what it was coming through at the time, yeah, it was, it, it changed, you know, it was, it was sort of. So do you think it's aged bad? No, I still think you can listen to some of it now. I just thought some of it was maybe, I don't want to say clumsy, but a bit too much. Okay. And yeah. it, then it became like the media darling. It became cool oh, to okay. like that. So I would maybe say playtime's over. I really like that grandma album. Yes. No and one ever says that though. It's such a literally top to bottom. And then bangers. Um, Sorry, really. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I can tell. I'm gonna, I'm gonna as, as a Polish as, as a Polish grind thing, and even you know, but because um, I was thinking about the gold, not golden era, but a time where I thought grime was just like amazing. Was yeah. and you may know this as a sort of grime connoisseur and our, and our viewers and listeners, but when the whole on the radio where everyone was doing this whole NASA where boy but I know when everyone was doing yeah, this NASA yeah, thing yeah, where yeah, 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 you'd be yeah. in a circle or sci-fi and everyone would be spitting their bars yeah, yeah. and people would be saying their bar to themselves and as soon as the as soon as the mic got handed to them they would carry on wherever they yeah, were yeah, yeah. and it would be two bars, four bars. Yeah. So you might be saying your bar just and it would just go go around and it's the energy of that whole um when Skepta brought out um stage show rhythm. Yeah, way back. Okay, okay. You know, so that's your golden. No, I was. I say that was a time where grime was just like. I think it's especially. It's exciting. What is defined as golden? Because I don't think there is a defining area just yet. But I'm just having this conversation because I think like you know, but you could talk about like the Lord of the Mic session coming through. You could talk about when when Wiley's putting out his. Putting in mad work with the um, yeah. tunnel visions, yeah, no, sure. and he brought people through. You can even talk about In the Deep End being uh, an album that is light years ahead of its time because mm. you read this is um, again like I'm just like uh, little gems down in this book. What I didn't know was that so I I grew up thinking that In the Deep End was um, a massive label thing because it's like why would these guys make that type of music at that time mm. if a label didn't tell them to the mm. music. Actually, Wiley took all the money from his first album and just plugged it into. They spent two weeks in the in the studio, uh, and they just made In the Deep End. And the production on it is, you know, you've got from Shake a Leg mm. to that was a big tune. Yeah, when to, I'm here to when I'm here to um, uh, roll, roll, roll your boat down the street like you to that to like uh, just like all kinds of like. Is it where it goes on the album? No. no, that is on. Ah. Uh, no, that's my personal favourite one. Where my arms is no quant. Oh, where my whole arms? Shit, man. Man, see me unroll the one arm. Shut your mouth. That's a remix. That's it. Remix of Jamie. Yeah. It's a vortex remix. Really? Really, dear boy? He's also a connoisseur of 
of grime. Listen, I'm just saying. This is beer rap banner. It's beer grime banner. We talk about all things uh, with the social media. Um, if you agree, if you disagree, let us know in the that comments. Yeah. At us, what's your what's your Twitter? Uh, how can people reach you and whatnot? Yeah, everything's at Munch Club TV. Um, Twitter, Insta, um, Facebook. Those are just Munch Club TV. YouTube, Munch Club TV. Yeah, just yeah, get at me. Say no, hello. I'd love to know how you actually came up with the idea for doing Munch Club TV and how that came yeah. about. I'm sure our listeners will be interested in that. Yeah, so I... <laughs> Sounds really sad. I, I, used, I used to watch, I watched a lot of Saturday Kitchen. Um, and Saturday Kitchen, if you don't know, is a show in the morning on BBC One where they have like a studio, a guy, and they just have a guest and they cook and they have three chefs come on and they cook and they have a guest and... And um, he used to be with like James Martin, he's like a chef, and he used to have someone sit next to this like open plan kitchen and they talk and they cook together. Sunday brunch as well, I used to like, watch a lot. And um, I just used to watch that. I've always wanted to be a presenter, I've always wanted to be in the media, and, and I just I was like, but I want to do something, but I didn't want to just present because I want to I want to be able to interview people that I like, that I rate. But I don't just want to be like, do you know what I mean? So, I mean, kind of like this. You, I want it in an environment where people are comfortable and, you know, we can talk about what we want it. So, we could have been yeah. making a little sandwich or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're really all a bit of like... Right, look, this is great. I'm, 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 loving, I'm loving the beer. I'm still on the dry detox, but that's why there's no drink on my side. I, I've been for a bit of us. So, yeah, I just wanted to... Yeah, so I was like, I'm going to do that. Mm. And yeah, I just thought I'm gonna have a cooking show where I cook up with, um, yeah, people from the city. And I, so I, I had this idea for ages. And I never ran with it. I've had it for like, I had it for like six years before I actually did the first episode. And then um, I just messaged um, Olivia Louise. I've got to say big up to Olivia Louise. Um, she is a, she's an amazing singer, an amazing soul person. Um, and I, I, we followed each other on Twitter. And I was just, I was like, do you want to just come on my cooking channel and have an interview with me? And I was a bit weird. And I had no other content to say, like, this is what it would be like. And she was like, yeah, sure. She lives in, like, Cheshire. So, so when I'm down in London, we'll do it. And then, yeah, we, we did it. And then I was like, wow, this is, like, this is it now. I'm just going to do it. Ooh. And it's just kind of gone from there. Nice. And it's been, it's been really cool to, to see it kind of, like, to see people appreciate and to be able to, um, share my kitchen which is a really special place for me mm. to share that with people that I, that I really admire and rate it's, it's an amazing feeling that's dope man I mean watching it myself I saw the uh, the episode where you were with Sion uh, Anderson shout out to Sion yeah. um, absolute grime legendary DJ she's, right there yeah she's and um, yeah I saw the chemistry you had with her so I can see that you know you really love what you do oh, and um, just hearing you talk about it now, we can hear the passion and the hunger come from. It's amazing to, oh, to see that. Oh, man. I think, like, science is a funny one because I... So, that video come out... We filmed that in, like, like July, maybe? July, August? Um, and the November before that, I I basically messaged her, and I was like, Sian, I really rate you. And this is random do you mind if I just bring you like a Tupperware of food before your gig? Like, and it's the P-Money album launch for um, Panasonic. No, I think that's a tune. And a live direct album launch at XOYO. 
And she's like, yeah, sure, I'll just bring it through. And I just didn't know how it was going to go. I literally made some, like, a, a little salad and like, some gyozas. Took it to her before the gig. And, yeah, we had a chat. And we just kind of, yeah, from there, just kept talking. And That's I, wicked, man. And then I was like, yeah. And then, but that was it. I think something's got to do that. Yeah, you do. Well, you, I mean, like, when I hollered at you. Yeah. Um, and like email and then like sort of attitude and DMs you or whatever. I think you can't be afraid to at people and holler at them and not seem like a breader. Uh, but you you know you've got to, in order to get the ball rolling, you've got to be like, look, I like you, I respect you. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. Can we? Do you fuck with me? Yeah. Let's do something. Yeah. And then take it from there. I think a lot of people might be a bit shy, like especially in London, it's like ah. Oh, I'm not. I'm not breeding that person. Fuck them, yeah. But then you won't. You won't grow. So it's really, you know, commendable that you do that. And it's, you know, we reached out to you. I'm, I'm no, really grateful that you came and and it and it and it grows. So yeah, definitely. If you're out there, if you're listening and watching, don't don't be afraid. I mean, obviously, don't spend don't send no like dodgy messages to people and be do respectfully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like don't just. Go on someone's DM being like, oh, I think I should come on your show. So what, my command your show? That's literally like, pet hate, like, oh, I think I should be a guest on your show. It's just like, you've not even, like, retweeted or, like, supporting me in any way. Maybe introduce yourself. Like, but if you're, like, courteous, even if I, even if someone says no, like, as much as I, and, like, I get messages, people wanting to say, oh, I'd love to collaborate and I feel like, look, at the moment, I can't. But believe that I'm sending messages to people saying, Of course, can, you've got to shoot you know your shot. I mean? And look, it's like Dave said, do you know what I mean? Like, that person that's playing hard to get, there's someone that's playing hard to get for them. Yeah. So, mm. like, you know, just, just like, just keep at it, but be polite and be honest and go after people that you actually rate so that your passion is shown. Don't go for someone because they've got loads of followers yeah it's got to be real it's got to be real and it'll and it and it'll build on it um, and you've got to offer them free food as well obviously maybe we're offering free beer that's how we got people on the show like, come on beer rapping by now and we get you turn up we do shots and drinks and shit um like you just like chat and you feed me beer i'm gonna pay for beer anyway this is absolutely no peace so we've got peace we've got peace well sh- anyway yeah um, <laughs> i know you've got your own platform there yeah. but um i know you generally try to keep it moving uh with your guests and making it all about them i would just like to offer you the floor and you know if you've got anything you want to say to the world maybe you want to give some advice to somebody out there or if you've just got something you want to say that you wouldn't normally say on your show <laughs> i would say <laughs> Fuck the police. Yeah! <laughs> but, uh, no, but genuinely, no, police. But um, I, um, I would say that um, just like, you know, I am um, not young. Like, I, I, I think people get um, really into this idea that you have to achieve something by a certain stage or you have to have started something by a certain age. And I started Munch on TV. The first video came out when I was 28. Um, so, and it's, it was a two year anniversary two days ago. Wow. So, ouch, here. So, no, thank you, thank you. So, <laughs> so yeah, no, but no, and I think, like, <laughs> I, I feel like a fraud, man, doing you know, this detox right, thing. It's, it's so cool. sad. It's cool. No, I'll be back, I'll be back stronger. I'll be getting like, ugh. Um, if you come around the grip after January or whatever, but yeah, just start start whenever and, and just follow your dream. Like no matter that idea you've got in your head, 
the hardest part is just getting it out and starting it. And I think a lot of people are scared of what people think of them. And, you know, long story cut short, no one cares what you think, what they like, what you think about what they do. So why should you care about what you think, what they think about you? Just do it, get out there, um, and the payoff is, is huge. That's it. You heard it straight from the man, Nash. Much love, TV. Thank you. Find the word in or bring her out? Oh, uh, had to get your because he's a big gooner as well, uh, isn't he? You're a big gooner. Well, Sanchez, you know what Sanchez can do. Sanchez can do one. You bring her in, you bring her out. You bring her out. I'm, I'm out, but like, respectfully. I mean, it should have happened last season, but there was just like really bad management of the situation. Yeah. I think, you know, I'd really like it that, you know, if this was the last season, let's, you know, really find someone to take this squad forward. But what's going to happen is we're going to spend loads of money. He's going to look, I need time to make this team work. It's like an abusive relationship. Which gonna keep going back. <laughs> it is an abusive relationship. Supporting <laughs> Arsenal is like an abusive relationship. Not to make fun of abusive relationships. No. no. Yeah, if you have any problems, if you have any queries, hit us up at Beer Rap Bands, at IngsLT. We're here to support you, we're here to listen, we take care of everything. <laughs> Talk to Frank. <laughs> Talk to Ings, Ings LT, um, all social media. We got Jay behind the camera. Yeah. Thank you, Jay. We got the team. Um, yeah. Peace. Peace, thank you. That was awesome. And we're back on the other side from a, a very fun and interesting interview with Nash from Munch Club TV. Um, I thought that was really cool. You know, make sure you go follow him on the socials and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I could tell you was really into it, getting into it there with Nash, with the grime music and all of that. Yeah, you know, grime and cooking too are my things that go hand in hand. Mm. And uh, yeah, make sure you go support him. Make sure you go check out his YouTube channel, which we told the details. And yeah, the YouTube link and the YouTube interview will be there once we put our fingers out. Um, this Beer Rap Bands, at Beer Rap Bands, episode 22. That's what it is. Uh, the Kaka episode. The Kaka episode. I'll tell you something that was a bit cack. This <laughs> chick here, bruv, like, so talking about food, much club and all of that, yeah, I've got a video of a woman here, yeah, who is cooking with her mouth. Click on that, bruv. Watch this. So she's she's just... Can read it out, yeah? So she's reportedly Oh, no. The woman reportedly only. cooks with her chick cooks with her mouth. So she's chewing up all the ingredients, yeah. spitting it out into a bowl. Instead of using kitchen utensils, she just chews all the ingredients. Oh, Look at her face no. as well, fam. She looks greasy. She's chewing it up and she's so spitting listeners, it into a bowl. So listeners, if you just type in, this oh, woman cooks food with her mouth. all over yeah? her face. <laughs> oh, I bet you've had that before. <laughs> Grease. So she, she must have hurt her hand and now she's using her hands and her mouth to break up all the food. She's stuffing the turkey with the... Like this stuff that stuffing. she's chewed up Chicken, in her sorry. mouth. Oh. spat out into a mixing bowl oh. and then she's like marinating the chicken with it. That is nasty. Now she's not using knives, although she did start to use knives. She's using her mouth and tearing it up. Listen, rule number one when you're cooking food, wash your hands, oh, look wash at that. your that surfaces. Oh, I feel sick now, man. Why'd you show me that? Greasy guy. That is absolutely disgusting. But uh, obviously our boy Nash, he ain't going down like that, man. He's... Nah. um. He's cooking properly. He's doing the thing, thing, thing. That's it. It's important to cook for people. Um, um, so recently, you've been out and about, man. And um, 
you, I think you said you went to like some type of exhibition recently. Yeah, Tell us a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah, about yeah, what yeah. you've been doing, man. So we touched on, before the interview, we touched on London, Nothing Beats a London advert. Well, uh, my wife and I, over the half term, we went to go see this exhibition that was curated by one of the guys from Chasing Status, and it was called Super Sharp. Uh, basically, it was at the Fashion Space Gallery in London, College of Fashion. Um, Shit, I'm going to get some more Disarona real quick. And it was a designer... Yeah, no worries, man. It was a designer clothing mixed with jungle and UK garage music. So basically what they had, listeners, was loads of old uh, Moschino jackets, Moschino shirts and jeans and suits that were all elaborate prints. They used to be called off-key Moschino or Moschino Ragos. I don't know if you remember those if you went out clubbing in the 90s. Um, they had the uh, Reebok Classics with the... Ice bottoms, they had the Gucci loafers, they had the designer sunglasses, and then around the exhibition was photos. Reebok ice. Yeah, that's it. They had the um they had the photos of people raving in the nineties to jungle music and then raving to uh garage, house and garage music in London, and then on the walls there were there were loads of uh, quotes from DJs like Mampy Swift, Zing. Oh, Mampy Swift was the man. Zed Bias. He used to always wear like Hackett. He was always mad. Goldie. Um, there were loads of loads of people within London and the UK that were interviewed, and even ravers. So we went in, and it was this real. Um, what's the word? Like um, not memorable. Like um, oh, you, you think back in time. Remarkable. Isn't it? No, not remarkable. Uh, nostalgic. Nostalgic. Thank you for me because I went raving. So, Cal, when you was in school, when we was in school together, you was more jungle. You like jungle and hip hop, right? Yeah. And I was more into hip hop, and but raving, I went raving to garage. Okay. So when we were, when we were younger, listeners in London, we're talking like like mid to late nineties. If you mm. wanted to get if you wanted to get girls and dance and have a vibe, I wouldn't really go to a hip hop rave. It was, if it was a Westwood rave, it could be a bit touch and go. Could be a bit like. Nah, you're on one, bruv. Westwood raves were pop. No, nah, there was girls there, obviously, but it was also. Bare bit, girls. There was bare, there was bare, bare chicks girls. there. But also, there was bare, like, mashmen and, like, guys that try and, like, do fuckery as well. So it was a bit dodgy, but. They were everywhere. They though. were everywhere. But garage raves, when man just wanted to bubble to the. You know, I'm doing the gun fingers now and, like, you know what I mean? And drink them and. Sweet, like, chocolate boy type of Yeah, dances. not even them you know type what of it records. Was, yeah? Not even them type of records, but, like. You know what it was? Garage was for the sweet boys. No, shut and all, up. And all man, the no, thugs man. and the goons were in the hip hop. No, rate. no That's way, man. No way, man. Roadman were in subterranean. No. Well, you can keep your roadman. You can keep yeah, your roadman in them stiff looks and right, you're whatever. not dancing with no gal. You can be in your church clothes with, with your machine or raggles and Them man could only get a dance from a girl if they bullied her, like, put the mash to her head, like, what are you going to dance with? <laughs> Four man circle a girl like he's sitting in like the that the lion nah, king. We was having bear fun in them dances, Bro, man. Them... Sandwiches and that like like one girl in between, bear two man one and are up like hey. Yeah, no class. <laughs> them dirty skits. <laughs> Four man and hey, one girl. Where house and garage, it was more like just because a girl wears streetwear, that don't mean she's a dirty skit. She had the There's strap. She had the top. She had the ting strap between her Tommy Hilfiger boxes. Then Goonie Girls, no, I'm joking. Goonie Girls sometimes are the best. Uh... <laughs> They're not even Goonie Girls, you're just cast. Anyway, House and Garage Raves <laughs> were, were better for me. I preferred them. And not even getting dressed up too much because it was sort of yeah. straight jeans, Reebok Classics. Um, Bro, Reebok Classics your Nikes, huge Your run. Moschino shirts, I used to go to Probito's uh, to get my like little, save up my pocket money or like my little 
of a part-time job I had at B&Q mm. in Tottenham Hale or wherever and get my Moschino shirt with the scissors on it and I kept the tag on it on my iceberg. Oh uh, yeah, iceberg. keeping the tags I, on it. <laughs> bro, I had, I had the iceberg history short sleeve shirt and it had... With the Mickey Mouse kind no, of stuff No, it had Donald on. Duck on it. Donald Duck, okay. From, and it, uh, yeah, Donald Duck and there was people from Fantasia and all that. And um, anyway, this... This exhibition... That's sounding proper garage, that is. That's yeah. sounding proper those days. Ooh, ooh. That's the DT. Whenever the wicked munchy... Do you remember that? Um, a God's yeah, Gift, like, uh, Mike Tribute, whatever it was. And this is before like MCs. PSG and them kind of yeah. guys there. Now, this is around we the loving time it, loving it, loving it. Yeah. We loving it like this. Dead. These men have no bars. I was always like, oh, this is dead. Yeah, but then you got... But comparing them to people like Skibber and then Shabba, they can't compare, but... Skibber it, D was It's not there. about the MC. Jeez. It's about the vibes... And Garage was a great time in my life. And listeners who know, all you got to do is just check out some Todd Edward, check out some EZ mixes, check out the Heartless Cruise sets. And then even the page you go when Garage got a bit dark and it's page you go, Heartless, Soul Solid, and people had their Averexes and Let stuff. Let me ask you a question about this exhibition, yeah? Yeah. What was what was the crowd like? Because you were saying about how back in the days, this was like an ode to kind of 90s, uh, UK or 90s London scene what was and there was like loads of girls in the garage crowd and whatever what was the crowd like nowadays was everyone still wearing these old throwback machinos and iceberg jeans at the exhibition <laughs> <clears throat> at the exhibition yeah. now the exhibition was at a, 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 an arts college in London so there was art students popping in and out yeah looking a bit different arty yeah arty <laughs> trying <laughs> looking, to look a bit, ar- looking a bit shortage looking a bit ironic and then, bit was, and then there was and then there was like people going with their kids I bumped into some woman with her two daughters and she was from Wolverhampton and she was a little bit older than me and mm. she was like oh this brings back bare memories I brought my girls here because I got the day off and we were just we just didn't didn't know each other strangers just reminiscing about raving um, and as you're going around the different parts of the exhibition it's mad small like it was you know probably the size of this room and another one in this room it was mad mm. small yeah Obviously, my room's not mad small. He's just exaggerating. Well, obviously, for the listeners, we're in some big boy Playboy obviously, mansion. Yeah, <laughs> exclusive beer rap and banter studios. London. That's it. Multi million pound studio. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Studio complex. Oh, I'll say that our crystal clarity, yeah, for our podcast is if any if any podcast wanted to clash, yeah, listen. Hey, listen, come got, bring got, it, bring your got, A game. What we've we got, got? We've got dubs for them because this trust me. This sound crystal clarity. We'll send for them. Send for them. Anyway, head top. Doppy any sound man. You see me? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I keep keep telling anyway, us about. So, so, so the exhibition, you had earphones, and as mm. you're walking around, it had a uh, like the super sharp shooter record. Super it, sharp shooting shooting shots. <laughs> crazy hey listen and then it had the garage (laughs) records so that was that was great that was great anyway moving on exhibition i'm a big fan of 90s uh fashion so the machino the iceberg the versace i'm also a big fan of ralph lauren and polo and i bought a book recently called low lifes which was about the new york gangs in the 80s 90s uh that were shoplifting ralph lauren from Macy's and Stax Fifths and uh, Bloomingdale's and stuff. And they used to wear nothing but Ralph Lauren called Low Lifes. There was a documentary that is out now on YouTube by Complex, Big Up Complex, called Horsepower. And it's about uh, the relationship between Ralph Lauren and hip-hop culture. Mm, um, still yet to see that yet. It looks really interesting. Yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. And it's just about uh, what it meant to wear Ralph Lauren in New York mm. during the 80s and 90s. Uh, how these young kids, Hispanic and black kids, aspire to be sort of you know, aspirations of doing well 
uh, they couldn't afford these things, so they used to just shoplift them, but then flip it. So Ralph Lauren was obviously this this white Jewish guy that dressed for sort of like Middle America, white Middle America, um, and they flipped it, all the sports stuff, and they, and they just gave it their own hip-hop edge. And they were talking about how Raekwon wore the Snow Beach hoodie in one of the Wu-Tang videos, one of the uh, records for uh, Only Built for Cuban Link. And that is just monumental. So I really recommend it. If you like fashion and you love hip-hop, obviously, because you're listening to our podcast, Beer Rap and Banner, make sure you go check out Horsepower. That's dope, man. Documentary by Complex, because it's, it's fascinating. And it's also talks to uh, one of my favourite rappers, First and How the Third. I don't know if you remember him from sort of raucous stuff. And um, he was just a goon, man. But he had like Ralph Lauren mugs, Ralph Lauren plates, egg holders, clocks, uh, scarves, towels, soap. And then man would just wear round toilet paper, <laughs> probably, probably. And it's just fascinating how a sto- you know taking something that's high end and giving it a flip and turning it into street fashion, just like the garage and jungle ravers did with Machino and Versace and Iceberg. The hip hop kids in the eighties, early nineties are doing it with Ralph Lauren. I think it's really dope that you touched on that as well because I think a lot of people don't realize that hip-hop is a huge culture. It's more than music. It's not just music. And the fashion is a huge part of hip-hop culture, like the way that people dress, the way that they flip stuff, like uh, English was just saying, taking something that is maybe supposed to be high-end fashion and making it into streetwear, hip-hop kind of fashion. That's it. That's Dog why shit, man. That's... I need to watch that documentary. Yeah, that definitely, man. That's it. That's it. Um... It's episode 22 at Beer Rap Bants. That's what it is. Make sure you go subscribe on the SoundCloud. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Make sure you comment. Um, make sure you go support uh, Munch Club TV. Before we go, it was Valentine's Day not too long ago. Um, How was your Valentine's Day? Do you know what? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that because I'm going to bust another beer. I might have the cider. Hold on one second. He needs a little Dutch courage to talk about Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, because Andrew might get me. So now, listeners, I'm drawing for the Jack Daniels Tennessee Cider. I'm not going to have that bomber. That bomber beer looks a bit... Bro, I'm not going to lie. That last pearl ale was butters. That ale? You didn't like it? I wasn't feeling it. I'm more of a stout, man. I like but the, I do like, um, I, I like a London Pride. So my Valentine's Day, yeah. So on the actual Valentine's Day, I spent it with the women in my life. So I spent it with my mum, yeah. my wife, my cousin Luciana, and a daughter Olivia mm. um, and I invited them over to, to my mum's I invited them over and we all stayed at my mum's and we watched Wonder so a film about a boy with a disfigurement um, and he goes to school and he makes friends and it's all about overcoming your fears about what you look like and who you mm. are and then like uh, body dysmorphia that kind yeah, of thing yeah 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 it's a good book the kids at school were reading the book and my, we streamed it cause my mom, I hooked my mum up with the Cody thing obviously mm. Uh, streaming life gang gang bootleg life gang 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 and then I ordered Chinese and I bought everyone Chinese and then we made pancakes and we had popcorn and it was just a chill day so um, where my cousin you know you know she's going through whatever whatever um, I just said yeah let me just hook everyone up so I did that but before that we went for an Italian the day before and the day after we went to the exhibition I was just speaking about and we went for some tapas restaurant uh, tapas meal uh, Mm. and drink uh, cocktails on a a sky bar by Waterloo in Waterloo so you can see the whole London we had cocktails we had tapas so yeah the romantic romantic days were based around Valentine's Day the day itself was just chilled with family what about yourself was was Tinder lighting up on Valentine's Day no um (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I was. Um, I'm joking, man, because you're not on Tinder no more. I'm joking. I was just like. It's, 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 it's a little bit of a touchy subject, Listen, actually. Oh, you don't have to um, speak on it. Do you think, though? No, what I will say is, is uh, I probably should have done something on Valentine's Day. Oh, it's pressure. But pressure. I'm not into Valentine's. So, you know, it's it's Ooh. for me, it's kind of like, it's like a religion, kind of like a religious festival or something. It's like a pagan festival. It is, it is. Like, how are you going to ask someone that, that ain't a part of that religion to celebrate it? You know what I mean? I don't, I'm, I'm not into it. I don't believe in it. But so, it celebrates love. Yeah. And it's not, a, it's not really getting that. It's not really. It's, you have it's, to get a little card. You it's have a to capitalism spend. day to it go is. and spend money. That's all it is. Just go think, and spend money. Do you think on, right, not, I know you're not on Tinder. And listeners, if you had a good Valentine's Day, big up. If you don't celebrate Valentine's Day, big up. If you just did whatever, then that's, that's you. Wonderful. But do you think on Tinder and these sites on Valentine's Day, it was lit. Do you think people were swiping left, right and centre trying to find like a last minute Groupon well, deal? What, what happens, <laughs> I think what happens is because uh, because it's pushed on our faces so much, people feel pressure to do something romantic on Valentine's Day. So if you're single on Valentine's Day, women are going to be feeling a way like, oh, I want someone to be buying me chocolates and flowers and taking me out. And guys are going to be feeling like, oh, well, I should actually have a woman to be buying flowers and chocolates for. Yeah, it does So yeah, they'll pressure. be a bit desperate to find someone. Yeah, Tinder swipe, might have been popping. Swiping like mad. Yeah, Trust me. Valentine's or like you were saying on Twitter the other day, they might be sort of going out to sort of Valentine's Day raves or something like that, looking for people. Yeah. The people actually go on the pool on Valentine's Day. That sounds yeah, mad Yeah, I would me, say. Man. I remember having bookings at like for raves, hosting raves, and there was on Valentine's Day of uh, a Valentine's Day rave. And it would be bare chicks. And it would just be wow. like, and they were all looking. On it as well. I don't know about Valentine's on it because it's London and they're obviously London yeah, girls could be stush. a bit stush. But if you catch them on a one away on their own, they're not obviously not stush in it because they're just normal like normal people. But in a group, if everyone's watching, then they're gonna give you give you airtime space. Mm. They're not gonna give you no play. Like so a L- whole rave London, full of ladies. London stushes. women, I love you to death. You're some of the most attractive people in the Sexy world. Sexy girl, them. Your heart, your sometimes them, your hard them, work. Them Lauren, um, shit, them Steph Londons and that. You know what I mean? Yeah, Steph. Steph would be, uh, would she be hard work? You you could almost, be, if you didn't have your game and, and confidence to, to speak to her, because you think, oh, she could just gun me down and just slew me. <laughs> she's so, she's so, she's so pretty. She's so pretty and yeah. she's so out there. Mm. Um, by out there, I mean like she's very like, uh, what's the word I want to say? Not loud, that's the wrong word. She's like confident. She, she could, but I think I think game, if you came correct, I think if you came correct, me personally, I could draw right. anyone standard. Like mm. I'll 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 approach anyone. Not saying I could get the details because I'm not super peng like that. Yeah. But confidence is key for women. Like you've got to, as a man, you've got to like all right. Obviously, a look half decent. Yeah. B have nice fingernails, shoes, and a nice smile. Fingernails. Yeah, women look at these things, but really, hundred percent, hundred percent. Women give you the quick. Quick look up and down before you even notice. Give women, women give you the quick, yeah. quick up and down. If your cre- if your shoe game's dead, if your fingers are mm, all fucked, check. So you got to be looking clean. That's what I'm trying to say, clean. Mm. And then obviously, if you've got personality and, and confidence, I was gonna say courage, but confidence, then you're cleaning up. But some girls like a road man. They like a guy that's a little bit grubby, a little bit <clears throat> grimy. Yeah, but not in, in a rave. They wouldn't out. They wouldn't. They like the sort it, of. I think it depends of, like, on the type. Not of a clean, man. yeah, not a clean cut preppy guy. Mm. they want someone who's a bit like rough around the edges want a bit of rough all women want a little bit of a rough in it because they want to feel like like he's a man dominated you know I mean? and yeah yeah, yeah. sort of 
Yeah, that he's he's got that in him. And that's it. And if a man's all smelling too sweet and too clean and too pretty boyish, women some women yeah. ain't attracted to that. No, no way. They no like way. the opposite, like the yeah. kind of the so more a, rough and ready type. That's of right. Guy. It's a thin line. And, London, and that's and that's what you would get in the hip hop raves. The girls that like the rough and ready. You get the type sweaty guys, girls, not these you know sweaty I mean? backpacker girls. Oh, <laughs> <you wasting laughs> wearing woo wear, <laughs> wearing woo wear, any, rocker any, wear. Anything I say, he's just gonna twist it around. So whatever, man. You can have that, mate. You can. Alright, you there. pretty boys, stay in your garage raves and all of that and you know what I mean I'll stay in my hip hop raves with the raw mandem shout out to all the raw mandem the underground mandem you get me by raw you mean in like beating with no doms yeah wow dirty <laughs> dirty pause on the raw mandem <laughs> no Wait, I'm talking about listen the rough and ready the rough squad but you're talking like I never went to hip hop raves man was like in carnival deep at the hip hop raves on this hip hop team man you was on this sweet like chocolate boy I was on stage that's why while you was trying to get in I was on stage church shoes on I didn't have church shoes I used to have wallabies (laughs) Clark's wallabies like the all black wallabies yeah uh what else did they wear raising? I was wearing Tim's, you was wearing shoes, bro. That's the difference. You get me? Yeah, you, I was getting numbers, you was getting your right hand. Hey, bro, the amount of things I've wrapped in Tim Westwood, right? Shout out to Tim Westwood. Wrapped Tim, what? Like, Tim, you, you helped me to beat, bro. Yeah, baby boy. Salute. Yeah, boy. <laughs> I used to wrap it up before I whack it up. <laughs> that was his slogan. Do you remember when he, was, uh, he had condoms? Tim Westwood condoms? Yeah. And that was his slogan. Wrap it up before you whack it up. Slap it. Oh, he's a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> whether you're lucky in love, whether you're unlucky in love, um, make sure you hit us up. Make sure you subscribe. Please comment. Um, this is Beer Rap and Banner episode 22. Mm. Uh, the Kaka episode. Kaka! Played for Brazil. Played for Kaka! AC Milan. Played for, I want to say, did he play for LA Galaxies as well? I should know, really. I'm gassing up. I'm feeling a bit wave now. I've had all these drinks. Um, What's that second beer like? It's a cider. Do you want to try it? Oh, the Jack Daniels cider? Yeah, do you yeah want I've to try tried it? that already, actually. Okay. That's pretty dope, man. Yeah. That's pretty good. I don't know if it's, the women's, don't know if it's um... good enough for you for your hip-hop, uh, <laughs> hip-hop rave. When See, we, when we so you just uh... drink... That's another thing. You could drink beers in hip-hop raves, but garage, you'd be like... Oh, you're too bougie. Uh, who's, who's, who's too good for it now, isn't it? In your garage raves with your glasses of wine and your Prosecco and all this shit. Yeah, man, what's wrong with that? Fucking Try and draw a girl with like a big beer belly and beer on your breath and be like, all right, babe. <laughs> hey, some men are doing all right. Ron, Ger- Ron Jeremy never had no problem yeah, getting but Ron girls. Jeremy in a, can you imagine Ron Jeremy in a garage <laughs> rave? <laughs> in his Moschino suit. He's getting airtime, bro. <laughs> Uh, what Ron Jeremy trying to move to Steph London in a garage rave? Oh, I'm trying to visualize that. <laughs> it's gonna be like you know those memes where there's Pornhub, like the white guy searches Pornhub, Ron Jeremy, Steph London. <laughs> you know those memes where there's like a white guy in a pool trying to hold out a black girl. <laughs> oh, like that Wakanda. So what kind of music do you what like? What kind then? of music? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, listen, um, talking about degrees and that. <laughs> No, Delhi, he wasn't. Delhi. He just forced the grease. No, nah, we've been talking about grease, dating women and all of that kind of thing, being in the clubs and that. And there's this... In the club. There's this hype about, apparently, Delhi Ali has a sex tape out. Now, me personally, I saw it and I thought it wasn't him. But then I've spoken to fans from all kinds of Premier League clubs, actual Spurs fans, which is the club Delhi Ali plays for, and they say that's him. He's screaming like a little girl. What do you think? Do you think that's him? I didn't really look at it too close because I wasn't really trying to watch Deli Ali. 
Yeah, but come on, bro. Don't go and like, like when off. a sex tape comes out, like everyone isn't really just checking for it. Yeah, it like, looked like it. It will just come into your, it will be on your timeline or it will just, yeah, you know, on your WhatsApp, you will just get it in a group chat and it will just it be like, him? oh, what's the, nah, you it click on it and him. play it, innit? Probably was him. Flipping hell, man. It wasn't a good look though, was it? Nah. But these men need to be so careful. They're, 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 they're superstar footballers. Mm. Well, maybe not Delia. He's not a superstar yet, but. Wow, he's kind of. He's good. Everyone, if you're into football, you he's know he's not who world he is. class yet. He's not European class yet. He's, he's a top player though. He's a good. He's a good. Yeah. He's a very good Premier. He's one of player. England's best players. That doesn't mean anything. He's an international. Doesn't player. Doesn't mean anything. England. But is you shit. can't be an international England player are outside the top and ten. not be a superstar. What international player isn't a superstar? No, I'm talking about England. Though he's not quali- Name name one other than Harry Kane. Name one other English player that's European quality. Not we're not world quality. Jack Wilshere. Mm, only because we're Arsenal fans, I might agree with that. But other than that, it's there air. was talk that Inter Milan wanted to sign him. Bruv. in January. It's pants. England is shit. Deli Ali is very good. Anyway, he, he should have been more careful. We were talking about this, about filming and all that. If you are filming someone or you're filming a, a sex tape with your partner, mm. just know what they're going to do with it. Just, you know, have some consent or have some respect. Because we don't, we don't want to end up watching it on Pornhub or... Yeah, I'm, I'm a little concerned about whoever it was that was filming that. Because if you're Deli Ali, you're, you're a superstar. Yeah. You're with your boys. You're greasing off a couple of things. Like, everyone... No, nah, I let me take that back. Not everybody does that, but people do do Everyone. that. People do do that, and you are violating the guy code. Yeah, you pick up your phone and you film a man having sex, and not even not even just that you filmed him. Like the guy's famous, and and then the video ends up out. That's fucked up. Maybe the guy even sold the video. Like. Made I don't know, man. It. If it's his boy, he needs to be more careful, man. And I definitely know that, she. Was, I definitely know that girl won't get no hey, Valentine's Deli, Day. Deli, she to... won't get no Valentine's Day flowers or cards or nothing like that. She was getting greased off and just left wherever it was. Damn. She didn't even look too peng anyway. She has de- decent back off though. Meh. <laughs> if I'm these footballers, you beat. You beat. You yeah, definitely beat. I would have if I was greasy back then. I'm a changed man. Um, Very. If I was these footballers. Thank you, good save. If I was these footballers, then I'd be going to like Brazil or uh, the Trinidad Can't, all these places that are popping and Woo! doing my doing my dirt. It's oh, funny that you mentioned did, that. Did you see oh. that? I don't even want to talk about it. Right, I'm talking okay. about some video okay. about the carnival. Some Anyway, if I'd be these footballers, I'd be doing dirt. Oh, you're talking about the one, the, there was this chick with the, the back off was all out. Oh, I don't want to talk about it, man. It's peak. That statue was stacked. If these it. footballers need to do their dirt, <laughs> do their dirt. Do their dirt Freaks. away. Do their dirt away from everyone else. Bad boys move in silence. You get me. Bad boys move in silence and violence. Take it from your highness. Jeez, that's big right there. That is. That is. But um, uh, quick wrap up with the sport. We've got um, you know, Winter Olympics is on. Uh, shout out to Great Britain with all of like four bloody medals and like one gold medal. But, I only watched know, the Winter Olympics. Enough, I only watched the Winter Olympics to watch them them fall over on the ice uh, when they're doing the doing the figure skating and the dancing to see them to see them fall and hurt themselves. I mean, you know we're shit, but, you know, at least Lizzie Arnold brought home the gold in the skeleton. So that's the kind of where they're, like, diving down, like, some little tunnel and, sh- like, on a little skateboard. They're diving down on a skateboard. Uh, so shout out to Lizzie for bringing us a gold medal. She's a legend. Um, might just have to slide in her DM, you know, get me an Olympic gold Slide in her sport. DM like the skeleton sport. You see the skeleton? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The skeleton... Uh... <laughs> slide in there like Lizzie what, Yarnold blood. Slide in there like Cool <laughs> Runnings. <laughs> um, 
And uh, Formula One have decided to stop using the grid girls, which, you know, it seems like there's a trend now because a little while ago in darts, they stopped using the darts girls. And there was one dark girl that was really upset about it. She, she, she told her story in the papers she and she was saying, money, look, this why. is how I eat. Like, you're going to take my livelihood away from me and all that kind of thing. And then it's like the other side of it is, you know, there's people that, you know, they're like models and that. And, you know, you're, you're actually taken away from the tradition. If they're taking the, the girls out of Formula One, boxing might be next for them. No more no, ring is. announcers holding up the signs it in boxing. Be, but that's not necessarily a bad thing because it's, it is, it is, is, it se- is, it, is it sexist? Yeah, it's, obje- but it's, sub- it- it's objectifying women. Are they not like glamorous women that help to make the occasion look good? They're me, looking good me personally, and they help to make the occasion look good. Me, yeah, me personally, I agree. And I like looking at women walking around the ring, but that's because I'm a heterosexual male. They're models, fam, and they're getting paid to eat. But you could argue that it's 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 an age old thing. There's no place for it in this day and age. They're working. It's sexist. Yeah. Work, work, work. It's, it's sexist. Why, You're taking why not food have, out of their mouths. Why not, God have, damn it. why not have half half naked male models walking around? In well, there? if you were, if if there was a gay promoter, why does it have to be gay? Because he he's looking at not, the gay audience. If there was a gay female, promoter, I'm sure he would have gay ring announcers female, holding up round two. Don't you think it's sexist and it's a bit outdated? I don't think it's sexist at all. Um, I actually, um, I actually feel sorry for the models that are having less opportunities to work. I feel like it's money getting taken out of people's hands. They need to find another hustle because they're not going to look young. They're not going to look young and pretty forever. So they need to find something else because looks can only take you so far. In yeah, life. you're right. You should get an education and you should use your mind to do stuff. You shouldn't really need to rely on your body. But there's male models out there eating. Um, there's male models that are on the catwalk. There's male models in... Yeah, but we're not um, talking about... Yeah, like, no, like agree, we was but... watching Steph London's video earlier and she was like pouring milk all over some oh, guy's face. He's that's... a model or a dancer and he's getting paid yeah, but that's a music to be video. sexually degraded in her video. Yeah, that's a music video. We're talking about darts, Formula One and boxing yeah. intervals where it's predominantly men, yeah. predominantly uh, male viewers and women, scantily clad women, yeah. young scantily clad women, yeah. I don't. I like scantily clad women. Yeah. Yeah. Walking on and showing the number and doing all this. They have. You don't a... sound like you like scantily clad women right now. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like them if they're wearing full maxi dress, headscarf, yeah. scarf around their face, gloves on. All you're seeing is a little bit of ankle. You That's what I, mean? I like. Just, That's just, ping. Just put them in a burqa and get them to hold up the, the ring. And ping, ping, ping. The ring number. Oh. <laughs> I, all right. Well, listen. Have you seen my, bit... my point is going to be. Yeah, yeah, go on. I was going to say, have you seen a picture of the woman in a burqa on the back? And uh, she can see her thong, and it's like a Jeez. picture of some, uh, some uh, like a Muslim bloke. He's like Muhammad, get the stones or whatever like that, and trying to imply that she's uh, she's going against the way of of God because she's wearing she's fully dressed. You can't. That's see a her. bit deep. Get yeah, the it's, stones. It's funny because like she's deep. got back. But anyway, what was I going to say? We're going. Um, I just think yeah, it could what, be a bit what outdated. I think, what I think is, it seems like, it seems like I, I everything is getting pushed out. The way the sports that we know and love are changing, and the sports I, I, not changing. I, I, I don't though. like. I don't like it. The sports not changing. The fact that they're objectifying women is changing. Yeah, well, it's to me, it's a big part of the sport. It's kind of like imagine if all of a sudden you go to watch the football game and then there's no commentator because they've decided that you know we don't want commentary anymore over the game. It's like you're used to it being there, and now what, something's missing. I can see what you're saying. I can see Boxing saying, without a ring announcer would be emotional. But it's not a ring. I don't announcer. even watch darts. It's a girl. Like, it's a, look, I'm only saying it, yeah. Because I brought this up with my mom, my yeah. sister, and then, like, so I was bare women in my house, in it, and obviously it's, I'm mainly like yeah. women in the family. Yeah. And my mom being old school and be like, "Yeah, 
it's, it's dated. So I'm just trying to be like, yeah, I see what you're saying. And I said, it's dated. It, obviously, things need to change. Like, as much as I love looking at women in that thing, oh, yeah, yeah, it breaks up the round. Is it really necessary? It's not. Um, is it, is I it just necessary? Hope, Does I just, it take I, away from the art I just of hope they don't or... go to music next and start taking girls out of music videos. Like that, <laughs> what are they going to do? That's just going to kill Bear mannequins music videos for the or men. Or men dancing with each other. Well, that's, if men, men want to dance with each other, that's great. Yeah, we yeah. support that. But, you know, we talked about... It we could support possibly everyone. Go to, it, the LGBTV... All that good stuff. All man. of that. X, Y, Z. Zigzag, zigalaw. Zigzag, zig. Um, so yeah, we, we briefly said, uh, you know, it could possibly go to boxing where they take the girls out of boxing. Um, and, uh, talking about boxing, there's a huge fight coming up. Eubank Jr. versus George Groves. Who you got? I got Groves. I got Groves. But what I was going to say is... I'm team Eubank. I know you are. We're going we're gonna to watch it later. Mm. And we're going we're gonna to recap it on, on episode... 23. Let's do it. What round uh, are you thinking? Is there going to be a stoppage or is it going to go the distance, decision? Well, Eubanks, just quickly, Eubanks never stopped anyone. Groves doesn't, Groves allows the power, but I don't know if he'll stop him. So I think it could go to points. And if it goes to points, it's Groves um, or a split decision draw ready for a rematch. But because it's in England, I don't think there'll be any shadiness. So I'll say Groves will edge it because he's got the jab. He's stronger, more experienced, slightly bigger. If he can dominate the first three to four rounds and set the pace. You know, Eubank's got a lot of work to do. We Eubank see. ain't never been knocked out. Groves has been. If Eubank just stops that showboating, I feel like he's a better quality fighter. Like he's got better techers. I feel like he'll win. But the problem is he loves showing off too much. And we shall see. Groves is a tough mother. So he might just land a couple of stiff we ones. We shall on see. Him. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be a great fight. It's going to be a great way. fight. But Team Eubank, Eubank for the win. Okay, we'll see. Cal, we'll have to have a wager on it. This has been episode 22. It certainly has. Beer Rap and Bants. 22. <laughs> at Beer Rap Bants. Um, make sure you check out all the previous episodes of all our great interviews, all our great banner. We reviewed a lot of music today. We talked about Nike. Uh, advert in London we spoke about fashion in London we spoke about Ralph Lauren fashion in hip hop we spoke about Valentine's Day we interviewed uh, Munch Club TV make sure you go support him mm. we've had a few drinks we're going to stay keep drinking right. using your teaching experience with the plenary there hey thank you plenary plenary what have we learned today <laughs> that we are the hardest working podcast um, and we're going to keep hitting you up make sure you subscribe I've been English subscribe, at subscribe, Ings LT subscribe Cal Serious Beer, rap, bounce. And we'll speak to you soon. Good night. Peace.